0: Welcome to another tremendous episode of The Paul George Show. In here with Adam Koch. Tremendous,
1: stupendous. You like that, man? Dude, you got so many adjectives today. <laughs> I don't even know what to do.
0: Dude, I'm pumped about the show today. Got a great interview. You are uh, pumped.
1: What? Today, and then uh, talking about lots of cool stuff. Yeah. But anyway, how have you been? I've been great, man. It's, it's, it's not bitterly cold in Louisiana anymore, which right. is nice. Yes. It's this is the normal. time
0: of year I like to brag. To the people who live up north, they're still, <laughs> still still shoveling snow, and and we can start to smell spring a little bit. So oh, we, yeah. Flowers
1: we, are in bloom down here. Is, you
0: know, I do, you know, no pun intended, get a little spring in my step as you kind of smell it. We'll probably have some more a little cool weather here and there, but it really is sort of this hope that comes a little bit quicker for us with spring oh, yeah. than it does for other people, and I love that.
1: Absolutely. Now, the situation's reversed in mid-July, mm-hmm. but- I, personally, I'd rather 102 degree weather than minus 12.
0: Right, but I'll take 70. is great. All day. Which is weird for us, like, here, like, and I hate to make this connection, but it just, you know, it's like Lent, you know, comes in this, like, February, March time, right? Mm-hmm. And and Lent's sort of this, not sort of, it is this time of fasting and, and really, you know, um, you know just entering into the Paschal Mystery, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the death of Christ, and what he did on the cross, and uh but then at the same time here spring happens yeah you know and so it's this this kind of like you know tug and then if you live in Louisiana Mardi Gras happens yeah and then and then it's just crazy yeah yeah you have to do lent on purpose here yeah you have to be intentional about lent here mm-hmm. you know because you want to go you know celebrate spring and celebrate Mardi Gras. Of course Mardi Gras ends, you know, Fat Tuesday and then you you jump into Lent. So it almost it almost is like a hard break. It's like Mardi Gras ends and it's like, "Oh no, it's Lent." Well, for a lot of people that's hard because they they're like 2 weeks into Lent and they're like, "I didn't even know it was Lent because I'm still, you know."
1: You're right. Yeah, I've never even thought about that, but if I didn't live in a place with Mardi Gras the day before Ash Wednesday, yeah. I don't even know what that would be like my experience of Ash Wednesday because it is like you know, hard to the pain on Tuesday, and yes. then boom, Lent starts.
0: It's a total reset. I kind of yeah. like it. Yeah, I mean, it really is a total reset. And I think, in a lot of ways, uh, if you zoom out and look at what you know Fat Tuesday is, if you if you look at even even liturgically what it is, and through the lenses of the church, it is this sense of celebration right before Lent starts. It's this sense of like, hey, let's let's really rejoice, and, and then tomorrow we begin to fast. Like. And we, and we, we lean in hard to what God wants to do in our life during this Lent, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I like to do. But I do think that we need to begin to think about it ahead of time, I guess oh, yeah. is what I'm saying. Instead of waking up Ash Wednesday or a week after Ash Wednesday and saying,
1: I don't really know what
0: I'm doing for Lent or, you know, what God wants for me this Lent. And I was having a conversation with a young adult guy at lunch and we were just talking about his life and whatnot and, you know. Lent's coming up. I mean, it's not tomorrow, but I asked him this question. I was like, What what do you want God to do in your life for Lent? Like w- think about it now. And and he had a really amazing answer to that. And the fact that he's now thinking about it before Lent starts, I think that's where we we yeah. we get lost sometimes.
1: Yeah. I I've always been struck by this phrase in the gospel that says Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert. Right. And I just found that so interesting that that's up until that point. I never thought about Lent that way, of spirit led. I've, yeah. I've thought a bit about like, I guess, being an overachiever. Like, mm-hmm. how hard can I push it this year? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> Vers- a good point. Versus like, you know, can I sit down a week before, two weeks before, and let the spirit lead me into whatever my penance or my practices are going to
0: be? Yeah. What would what would it look like if we ask God what God wants to do in our life for Lent
1: mm-hmm. instead
0: of ask us? Yeah. You know, so it's like oh, I want to lose weight for Lent. You know, or you know, I'm going to give up chocolate. Maybe God Lent, wants or, us to gain weight. Yeah, <laughs> or, or you know, like you know, and and I'm sure there's certain uh, disciplines and virtues that they're they're always good, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're good sacrifices and good disciplines. But I guess it, what if we flipped it upside down and asked God what God wants to do in our life mm-hmm. for Lent? Yep. You know, and I think that conversation, if it begins before Lent, then it's like maybe our heart begins to think about something else. Our mind begins to ponder something else that we weren't thinking about. We're just kind of going in and let's say, well, always do this, and this is a good idea, but what if I sat back and really reflected on something maybe more substantial? Substantial,
1: yeah, I I think the discernment needs to be more than, last year I gave up Pepsi, I think this year I'm gonna do Coke. Yeah. I (laughs) I think there's probably more to the story than if we listen.
0: Yeah, if we listen, so here was the response from this this young adult man, which was which was really it didn't catch me off guard. It surprised me, and, and I was excited. He says, "I here's what I want for Lent. I want a deeper desire for God. Mm-hmm. Like what I want for Lent is a is a deeper desire." I was like, "Man, that that wow, <laughs> that's great! Like what what more could you want? You know?" Mm-hmm. And and so for someone who's like you know, he's like I you know I could give up these things and do these things and they're all good but but like landing on that deep desire for for himself that's huge and a and a and a a great spiritual step for such a
1: young man yeah and i mean there are certain prayers that god will simply not say no to there's plenty of prayers he'll say no like god can you do this for me whatever Mm -hmm. but a prayer like that is heard 100 percent of the time right i mean there's no way god will deny us
0: deny relationship yeah with us yeah absolutely so anyway, i uh, got a great guest, Annie Hickman from Houston, Texas. Uh, we, we got some cool topics we're going to talk about today. And uh, look, I know it's a busy time of year, uh, but here's the deal, man. Let's uh-huh. all begin to kind of slow our mind down and lean into what God wants to do in our life. So anyway, it's the Paul George Show. We'll be right back. The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the health care problem. Are you paying too much for your health care cost? Solidarity Healthshare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity Healthshare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit solidarityhealthshare.org. That's solidarityhealthshare.org. Welcome back to the show. Great to be with you. I am really excited about my friend, really. I, I, I'm not going to call you a guest because, I mean, we just have a conversation. any Hickman, Houston, Texas, president of Adore Ministries. How you doing, man?
2: Dude, amazing. It's uh, It's been a killer final two weeks of waterfowling in Texas. And so, because we've had such terrible seasons, the last three seasons, man, it's like, it's been... It's been incredible this last week. So my rest is good. I've been resting well and, uh, um, you know, in my active leisure of waking up at 3 a.m. and crawling out (laughs) into cold water with alligators to
0: shoot. Well, you know, there's one advantage in the South for for those of us in the South who don't like winters, which is most of us, right? But there is some advantages to this, this cold weather we've been getting. One is that it helps the hunting. You know, so if you're uh, exactly if you're a duck hunter or deer or whatever, uh, and you yeah, the cold the cold winter helps push all that exactly. You know,
2: when Pete when I walk out in when I walk out in the morning and it's cold and my wife's like, oh, it's freezing out here. All I can think of is <laughs> this feels like duck weather.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it is that time. Of, it is that time of year around end of January February where. It's like we start to crave the spring. You know, you start to sniff, and you're like, man, I can't wait for the spring. Mm-hmm. You know, the sort of oh, the yeah. dead all my, of winter. All my
2: plants are brown. Yeah. yeah. It oh, weighs
0: on you, so and you're just like, I can't wait for spring. You start hearing, like, the sounds of, like, spring training baseball, the smell of grass. Mm. Like, all those things mm. get me really Hallelujah. excited.
2: Hallelujah. That's um, Now, that smell, that can't be beat. Grass and leather, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now you That's and I a, both lived baseball. out in Arizona. We're both from, from the deep South, but we had different stints in Arizona at different times. And here, here's my favorite part about Arizona. Uh, it was springtime cause it wasn't too hot, but mm-hmm. it was always sunny mm-hmm. out there and they had spring training out in Arizona. So there's a, there's a Arizona league and there's a Florida league. Right. And the cool thing about spring training is that you could go and pay like Five bucks and be there all day. Sit on the lawn and just you watch. Sit,
2: sit behind, yeah.
0: Major League Baseball.
2: Yeah. Ten, ten, 10 bucks, and I could sit behind home plate. Yeah, I mean it was the spring training was absolute, and you could, you know, it was like there were just it was day games, you know, so yep. it would be like it like was like, two p.m. game or something like that. You go out, get a dog and a beer, and sit there for ten bucks and watch the. You know the ath- you, you, I mean, the, how close and how accessible the athletes were too. That was that was just absolutely incredible. It was, it was like awesome. the
0: best day off, you know, to do something like that. Yeah. It was really cool. We don't really oh. have that here, but you know, I was thinking. You know, you and I were talking off air. Just, you know, you have you're married. You know, you have like seven kids. You know, I have five. You know, we're in this season of life where things are just super busy you know, and Mm. no matter Mm. where people are in life, if you talk to single people, they say they're busy. If you talk to people without kids and they're married, they say they're busy. If you talk to grandparents, they say they're busy. People with kids out of the house, people with kids in the house, everyone sort of uses this tagline of, yeah, I'm just busy. And I'm not sure what that is, if we feel like we need to be busy. I know we have a lot of things on our plate, but life just seems to be really crazy and chaotic, doesn't it?
2: Oh my gosh. And we start them out, you know, at three years old, you know, it's a, it, it, you know, I've been thinking about this lately that like, you know, we have, it's, it's, you know, it's no secret. We have sort of a leadership crisis in our country and we have a, you know, business crisis and we have a moral crisis and we have a vocation crisis and we have all these crises, you know, and, and I think it's, it's funny because oftentimes we try to say like, all right, well, we need to fix that problem when they're looking at, well, what they're looking at is a result, you know, is an evolution of something that we've formed in our children and we formed, you know, in, in through education or, busyness of, you know, um, multi, you know, multi sports in one season, all these things. We, we've, we've, we've created that, like we've gotten what we deserve. And I, and I I'm totally with you. I think that it, I think it's busyness that probably distracts us more than anything. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I really, I really do believe that. I think it's a, it's an epidemic
0: and you're right. We start when we're small, we're in travel leagues and, you know, I'll talk to parents that are going every weekend travel leagues and staying in hotels and they never, they never rest as a family, never spend really time around the table eating and, you know, certainly praying together and maybe they may hit one hour church or mass, but it's just this constant going and going and going and, you know, it's interesting, you know, I wanted to ask you this question because you did something kind of outrageously sort of radical, maybe not for you, but for our culture is, uh, you and your family just took like three months sabbatical, uh, you homeschooled your kids three months, you guys went on mission and rest in Guatemala and you just took off and, and it was, how was that? What, what was the reset like? Like, tell us what it's like to oh. kind of reset this whole idea? Well, I think,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Thanks for asking. It was, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. I mean, to, to anybody who, who's ever dreamed a dream of just taking a break for a minute from life, uh, from the normal, you know, go to, you know, go to school, go to your job, do those types of things. I highly recommend this. And, you know, to be honest, um, three months is not that long. I probably could have used more, but right. I would say like a lot of the fruit is yet to be seen. I, I, you know, folks have asked us a lot, like, so what, so what is? what's it like, you know, or, you know, what did God tell you or how was this or how was that? And, and I, and it's funny cause like it's, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult to describe um, what stopping feels like. Mm. And I, I, you know, for, for us, like, you know, we, we've prior, we've prioritized stopping and resting in our week. You know, for example, you know, Cana doesn't cook on Sundays. That's like, you know, something we decided like 10 years ago, or like, you know, mama is taking a rest either, <laughs> you know, I, either I'm grilling or, or we're going out, you know, for, for Mexican food after mass or whatever it might right. be. And, you know, you're, trying to get your kids to fill up on chips because it's going to be the only meal of the day, you know, but like we, we, uh, we, you know, we, we, we've made conscious decisions prior to the, to, to Guatemala. So Guatemala really wasn't like a, man, I need to get out of here. Like I'm just so busy. And so, you know, like I, I, you know, I can't handle it anymore. I got to escape. It really, it really was it really wasn't that it was more a result of the small decisions that we had made. Um, prior to that, you know, we, we have a, uh, you know, we have a, a standing date night every week, Thursday nights from, from the, from the first week we were married, we, we've, you know, we've never missed a Thursday that decision at a very, you know, at a very young age or a very you know early time in our marriage, you know, kind of enabled us to, to look and and see the, the benefit of right. stepping us. Plus we're both introverts, you know, and there's a, there's, there's a resetting that has to go there as well. But But yeah, um, well, it's, it's the
0: conscience sort of intentionality of, of carving out time and space. And and, I mean, and you guys sort of did this three month thing and it wasn't like you had to, it was an invitation that you guys really felt as a family, but bro, like for most of us, uh, today, like we have a hard time, uh, putting our phone down for a minute or sitting around the table and having family dinner for an hour or, you Mm -hmm. know, going to church for an hour or carving out 20 minutes to contemplate and pray during our day. Like it's like back to back. It's just movement after movement. And I I think the enemy's greatest tactic today is to keep us just super busy.
2: I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, Yeah. So uh, actually it's funny you bring that up. There was uh, I was meeting with a a guy the other day and, and uh, you know, you know, he was saying he, he was asking me if I ever felt, attacked by Satan, you know, and, and, you know, it had been a while since I had been asked something like that. And I was, and I kind of, I thought about it really hard, you know, like right. do I feel attacked by Satan? And And I'm like, well, yes, yes, I do. You know, pretty much every moment of every day, when I'm, when I'm tempted, when I'm tempted to be selfish, or I'm tempted to, you know, to stay busy or, you know, or, or overlook the homeless or, you know, those types of things like, yeah, that, that is all Satan's tactic. And he's wooing us and drawing us in to the, to, to these twisted ideas. And Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. One of the biggest, uh, you know, one of the biggest, uh, yeah, attacks is, is I, I believe on our society today, our culture today is to believe that somehow our identity lies in what we do. And how much we do, you know, you, you, mentioned it, like, we kind of feel like we have to stay busy. If you're at a, you know, a business luncheon and some, and, and your client, you, you ask your, you know, your a client asks uh, a contractor, Hey, uh, how's it going? You know, how's, how's work? Oh man, we are busy. You know, right. that's a good thing. There's, there's, uh, there, there's something in our culture that, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 it's not only accepted to be busy, it's actually praised. Yeah, I've I've and made because, people because feel... Because the more you're busy, the more... Yeah. Right.
0: I've made people feel uncomfortable for when they've asked me that question. What's going on? Have you been busy? And I'd be like, no, no, not really. Been slowing down. Nothing's been going on. And it's right. like this awkward silence at this moment of like, they're like looking at me like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and mm-hmm. I, I think the enemy's tactic for us, if you're going to bring that up, is... You know there's sometimes it's just very subtle i I think the enemy wants to keep us super busy and and not mm-hmm. focused on you know uh priorities you know uh time and carving out space and time and and the enemy wants to uh just uh, keep us living a life of you know mediocrity in our faith yeah
2: and, and and yeah and even yeah and in our faith but i you know and again like if you boil that down, you realize like the opposite of that, the opposite of my identity lies in what I produce and how busy I am. The opposite of that is my identity lies in the fact that I am loved that i'm loved beyond measure how whether I you know produce or behave or anything that i'm that i'm intensely loved and so I think rest you know that that um, that that action that intentional action of resting, and I think oftentimes like Guatemala. It's very restful, but I think when we say rest in our society too, I think that that word gets misconstrued because it's what that means is you put your feet up and get a beer and watch a football game. You're like
0: being that's lazy. Rest, rest is lazy. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: lazy. Yeah, yeah so that's lazy. Exactly, exactly. Like that's rest is not lazy. Rest God is rested, man. Action. Yeah. God yeah, rested. That's not, you know, a, <laughs> some, sometimes naps are rest. You know, like that's, that's, that can be good, you know, but like, yeah, uh, I, like I said, I earlier in the conversation, you know, like I rest by waking up at 3 a.m. and going and and, and, you know, hunting waterfowl like that. It's, it's exhausting, but it's rest for me because what I'm doing is accepting a, just a plain and simple gift and blessing from the Lord. And I, and I'm, and I'm there in nature or, you know, there, you know, however you do it, like, you know, this idea that my stopping is enabling God to love me right here, as opposed to trying to figure out like, what does he want from me? How do I act? How do I behave? How do I serve? How do I love? How do I do all these things? Resting is, is the simple act of, okay, I'm just going to be in a mode of receptivity, you know, and, and receive. And so, yeah. So when you start, you know, in a culture where you start, um, you know, talking about value attached to action and identity and behavior, then what you do is you forget that you're loved and that you're not in charge, you know, and that struggle is real and life is real and love is real and all those things. I think that it's been, um, it's been a slow burn in our society, but man, it's, it's, um, but I also have a lot of hope, you know, like, I think that, I think that people are recognizing, Uh, more and more, even in the business world, sabbatical is now more popular than retirement. You know, so people are saying rather than retire, um, folks are now asking for, you know, I'll work 10 years and then give me a year off and then 10 years and they give me a year off. And what we've, what, what these businesses are finding that it, that their employees are actually more productive at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, as opposed to, um, you know, just wearing themselves thin, and then going and being lazy for the rest of it, you know rest of their life or whatever yeah you know i so, um,
0: i think it's people and and myself included at times and you've probably found this as well is that sometimes we're just so afraid to carve out space carve out time to think and contemplate and be with god to hear his voice to let him love us we we just want to stay so busy and get our identity and our feel from from doing from doing from doing and right. you know, we it, it's like, we're, we're afraid, we're afraid to just carve out that time and space and, and God's invitation you, for you, us is, yeah. is to rest is? in him.
2: Why are we afraid of that? We're, why are we afraid of that? I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. So I, I, I think I know what it is in my life. Like why I, why I have trouble carving out the time.
0: Well, I think, when, think when we're we afraid? when we do, we feel better. I think when we accomplish, we feel better. We think people notice us when we do more and we want to be noticed, you know, Uh, we want, you know, so it's, it's, it's this constant affirmation we're after. We don't even know it, but I mean, there's nothing wrong obviously with those things, but we need to carve out space because our identities, you know, lies in, in who God uh, created us to be and what he thinks about us.
2: Right. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why I'm afraid sometimes to carve out the time or to, like do something active that I like or rest is that I feel like I don't deserve it. You ever feel? I don't know. I, maybe I'm weird, but like I always feel like, oh, this is bad, or like I, you know, like I, um, I, I, you know, Guatemala was very real in that way because we we were met with we were met with a lot of confused looks when we told people that we were leaving for three months, but but also there was a sense of like must be nice, you know, like, uh, you know, wow, you know, I can't believe uh, you get to do that. You must have an amazing job or, you know, if there was a little bit of some envy, but I think more than that, you know, it, 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 it really did impact me because you look at it and you go, can I do this? Is this like acceptable? And even though I felt, you know, a call to do this for a year and knew that God wanted to bless me and give me time of rest with my family and everything. I still felt guilty about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still felt like, ah, oh, gosh, is this right? You know, I guess in a, in a smaller way, it's simple things like... um I, you know, I don't know if you've ever been given a car. Like in ministry, that's very that like that's that happens all the time. People, you know, in <laughs> Paris, just give me, their youth yes. minister their old car. You know, absolutely. I've been given so many cars. Yeah, I've been given a Volvo. <laughs> I've been given a Mercedes. I've been given. I've been given. Now somebody just donated a donated a an Audi, like right. a sedan, a four door <laughs> Audi, <laughs> and like. You feel weird, right? You feel weird accepting things like that sometimes, and I think part of it for me is like I just don't feel like I deserve it, or that people will, you know, um,
0: they'll judge you for be, it. You be know.
2: jealous, yeah, they're yeah. going to judge me, you right. know, uh, you know about it. So I think, yeah, part of it, the reason why I'm afraid to rest, oftentimes, is because I feel that I don't deserve it, or that I'm, you know, that somehow. I'm guilty, you know, of doing something bad. Yeah, I re- Um, but I think, but I think that's another twisting and a tactic of, of the evil one.
0: Yeah, it is a tactic. And I think part of it's our American culture. That's just so, so we're trapped into it. And uh, if you travel to Europe, I love the European model, man. Like people go home for lunch for two hours, have a glass of wine, take a nap, hang out with their spouse. And then they go back to work later. And it's like, wait, you did that? Like you can do that. Like you can rest, clear your mind, like pray and then they'll go back to work in the afternoon and there's just this sense of more communal more rest more like slower pace of life and I remember being in Europe and Rome and being on a trolley with a bunch of people and we had places to go and things to see because we're Americans and we had a plan and the trolley driver the train driver just stopped and then he got out walked across the street he got went into a cafe i was like oh he's got a he's got a pee you know no he went he sat down he drank a cup of coffee smoked a cigarette for about mm, 30 minutes an hour Why we just stayed <laughs> on the train dude we watched this whole thing and i'm dying yeah, i'm incredible. like literally like about to walk across the street like grab him by the arm put him back on because tr- my american's like dude I, I gotta play i'm gonna check all this stuff off and and I remember that moment I remember just thinking wow I wish I lived like him
2: like that was a human that takes real guts to go like you know what right now I'm going to rest and like you might judge me or you might judge me or like this might be you know something that looks strange but I need this right now I remember walking in in uh in Vienna Austria
0: No I need this I deserve time. this I've and been I'm, working for an hour I need yeah, to take my right, I've my been break
2: working, right. I remember walking into, in Vienna in one of the central park areas and the, the park benches were full of people and I was, and I was so confused. As not homeless kid, people, I was like, not what homeless are they doing? people.
0: These are like, you know, working people, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Working people. And they're, they're all out there just sitting on the benches. Not, you know, not, not homeless people. Like they're right. just full of benches. Visiting, like, talking. So what were they doing? Yeah. They're resting. They're resting in the middle of the day. They're just sitting there. Well, what 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 action are they doing? They're just looking at the birds, yeah. you know, <laughs> just, yeah. just, just being, yeah. being present with their thoughts, you know, or maybe they're in a conversation with another person. Maybe they're reading the newspaper. But just, uh, yeah, it was shocking to me. And I, I do think that there is something to that. The, but, yeah, I, th- you know, I think you nailed it earlier when you said rest is lazy. That is definitely um, a lie that we believe. In, in our culture for sure. Yeah, you,
0: know? you gotta separate the two. Um, Lazy's lazy. Like if you're lazy, you're not working, you're not being responsible, yeah. you're not paying your bills, you're you know, you're mooching off of people. That that's a whole different thing. You need to grow up, you need to get responsible, you need to you know, you know, move on. Uh, but rest is completely rest is an invitation. Rest is is desired for us by God. Rest is in scripture, rest is what God did after he worked for six days, you know, so we work and we toil and we find God in that work. But the invitation to rest and to breathe and to relax and to to find God and to find moments and to be present and to be with our family. Those things are super important to our life.
2: Absolutely. I mean, and if this is what God, if, if we are made in the image, right, and the likeness and that God became man. Right. And and elevated our race. Um, he rested for a whole day, rested, did nothing. Uh, if it's if it's good enough for God, it's good enough for me. You know, it, it, he he. No one's whole day. R- no one
0: ever said, sacred. at least I never heard anyone say, God I was just lazy on that last
2: day. Yeah, right. right. What was he doing? What
0: was he what doing? Was he
2: doing on the seventh day. What was he doing? Right. It's true. He yeah, just man. looked at what he had made and he said, it is very good, it, you know, and and, the, and as simple as that, right? Yeah, so Guatemala was interesting because a lot of people assumed that we were going down there to do, you know, heavy-duty foreign mission work, you know? Right. And uh, it, it, I got some strange looks, you know, people like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to rest. <laughs> well, you're going to go do mission stuff too, right? And it's like, yeah, well, I mean – you know, I'm a missionary, and I will greet everyone. And Mother Teresa says, "You know, mission starts with a smile." So, uh, yeah, I will be doing mission work, <laughs> but right. but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what you, it wasn't what everyone sort of expected. You know, they expected to see, you know, my me and my family in the mud with, you know, uh, you know, a, a, you know, in some huts or something like that. And uh, no, I mean, we had an incredible home. Uh, we had uh, a third story terrace where we could look over uh, you know, three volcanoes, one of which was, was active, you know? So every day you just heard this like rumble, you know, and then. And all of this
0: for a dollar a day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you too can have this experience for 1995 a month. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it it really, it, yeah, it really was, uh, absolutely incredible. Um, you know, the, the flights, it was eternal spring. So the flowers were just constant and, you know, the cost of living was super cheap. So we, you know, I had a steak like every meal and, uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And yeah. yeah, And I'm, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to apologize for it. It was, uh, it it was a total blessing from the Lord.
0: Dude, this has been great. And I think, you know, maybe, uh, you can give us one last maybe word or encouragement as we wrap up on this topic.
2: Gosh, man. Yeah. I would just encourage, uh, any, any listeners, Paul, I'm going to encourage myself as well. Um, you know, Sabbath comes from, you know, sab- sabbatical comes from the word Sabbath and I really would encourage anybody who's, you know, sort of contemplating, you know, uh, you know, a, a sabbatical to, uh, to do it, dream it, pray, pray into it. Um, even if it just means a few weeks, you know, with your family somewhere, it's, it is very important, but more than that, the rhythm of life, um, you know, take a moment today to just sit, uh, not on your phone, not on anything, not on any device or on the phone, but, uh, but just, uh, to sit with your thoughts and be blessed by the Lord, especially if in a place where the weather is beautiful, which I don't know if any of your listeners right now are in those areas.
0: (laughs) Even if it's (laughs) not, man, uh, even if it's not.
2: Yeah. Even if it's not, even if it's not. Oh, this is great. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again. We're, we're going to do this more often. The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the healthcare problem. Are you paying too much for your health care cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare-sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Welcome back to Paul George Show. Great interview. Great conversation, Woo! I could say. Not really interview, great conversation with Annie Hickman, president of Adore Ministries. I loved it. Yeah, so you've been sitting over there <laughs> quietly pretending like you were here.
1: I am here. I'm all here. You're I mean, all I here. I love all those the topics: time. busyness, resting, leisure, all of it. It's yes, all good things.
0: No, it is good things, and I think obviously, you know, it's kind of a, it was an unintended conversation. it was intended, but it really matched well with our first segment and this idea that Lent's coming up. This idea of rest. This idea of entering in to what God wants for us. It was, you know, sort of this this connection
1: there's some show, Look, I love every one of your shows Paul but there are some shows I'm like man thank you for doing radio and that that's today <laughs> is
0: it because of my voice <laughs> anyway it's part of it speaking of uh <laughs> you want to do a six pack of questions
1: sure question question number one
0: actually today I want to ask the first question <gasps> now I don't know what questions so here's the deal is people, that allowed? people who are listening Uh, I never know what questions you're going to ask. No, and that's
1: true. That's the honest to God So they're always a surprise.
0: Yeah. But I want to ask the first question, and I think it's actually your first question.
1: You're trying to guess my first question? But I want to
0: ask you the question. And if it is your first question, you have to admit it, and then you can ask me the question back. This is very interesting. Okay, so if you could take a sabbatical with your family anywhere in the world, where would you go? It's
1: an awesome question. Do you want me to answer it, or do you want me to say that's... Not it.
0: I want you to say both.
1: Okay. That was not my first question. Gosh. That was my second question.
0: So it was one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fist bump. Good job, All right, job, now you get,
1: to, you get to answer it. Colorado on a mountain. Okay. Pikes
0: Peak. Okay. A cabin. For how long?
1: A sabbatical.
0: Sabbatical. All right, not vacation. You know sabbatical.
1: What? If, if we're talking long term, Milan, Italy. Okay. There you go. Five months. Five months. Milan, Mm -hmm. Italy. Good for you. That's a sabbatical, man. Dude, why not? That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, and only because I happen to know some folks over there that could, you know, could stay with, and the language barrier wouldn't be so bad. And it seems like an amazing time. So. And
0: FYI, uh, that's where the shroud of Turin is housed in Milan, Italy.
1: Well, now I gotta do it. Did you know that? Now I gotta do it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, what's your first (laughs) question? question? Yeah. Good job, Paul. Um, All right. My first question is What's the busiest moment of your life?
0: Besides now? Think back. Yeah. No, think (laughs) back
1: to where, like, I don't know if I'm going to actually get through this. I'm that busy.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, I could probably highlight some times and I've tried to get better at this in this conversation that Andy and I are having. I'm trying to enter into this world. You know, I want to work hard. I want to provide for my family, all those things. So, you know, we talked about laziness and all that, like that has nothing to do with anything, but it's perspective, it's balance. It's, it's, it's being in rhythm with God more than anything. Right. And I can certainly look back at a time where I was running and starting a nonprofit, you know, like a business basically. And traveling literally the world. And, you know, by the time I was, you know, maybe 32, you know, I'd spoken to, I don't know, close to probably a million people, you know, and that was before the interwebs were hot and, you know, you could be all over and I didn't really care about that. But, you know, we were launching this ministry and then we had three small kids and then a fourth one on the way. And it was just nuts, you know, And, and you're trying to provide and you're trying to you're doing the best you can, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to learn yourself as a young, young man or woman, and you're trying to learn balance, and you're trying to learn how to be married and family. and I can look back at that time and say you, you, we, had, we had to do a hard reset at some point about the business of our life and how we were going to do this better. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go back to that time. It was fun, and we have great memories, and certainly no regrets in a sense other than time lost. You know, you can't mm-hmm. get time back. I think it's worth more than money, because mm-hmm. you can never. It's lost. You spend it, it's gone. You know. And so, anyway, that would be it.
1: Wow. All right. Now, question number two. Okay. Which was your question? Yep. Where would you go for your sabbatical?
0: So we would be a couple hours away, man. I'd go to Rome. I'd go uh. to Rome for a semester at least. Maybe even a year if I was writing a book and with my family, Italy, I you know we would we would certainly rest, but we would enter into the culture, we'd learn a lot about history in the church, and it's just to be home where 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 the church is housed and and it's home would be phenomenal, yeah, could
1: yeah, we yeah. hang out on the weekends no, if
0: I just wanted to rest like like literally like get away like. You know, I'm I'm a lake in the middle of nowhere. You know, you're a mountain in the middle of nowhere. I'm a lake in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's
1: probably, so that's interesting because you've got a wilderness spot and you've got a city spot. Right. And that's where I was thinking, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, what people don't know about Italy is, like, a lot of people who live in Rome will vacation for three yeah. months out of the city.
1: Doesn't that sound nice?
0: And, th- I mean, it, seriously, and that's part of the culture. Like, they'll go away and, and, and just winter or summer somewhere and then work... And so they get out of the busyness of Rome and, and the city and they go out to the countryside. And there's a lot of beautiful countryside if you visit or driven from Rome to Assisi. I mean, the countryside is beautiful. And I think a lot of times we think of Rome, we think Italy's all like that and it's not.
1: Mm. Man, let's do that in America. All right, we're on our way. Question number three. Yeah. So in my life, I've heard a lot of people say, I'm just very, very busy. And you're working with people is it that we take on too much or that we just don't manage what we have taken on? What, what is the main problem, you think, in American business, busyness? I think that's
0: both. I think we take on too much. I think we don't manage well what we take on. I think we take on too much because we want to be successful or make more money or feel better about ourselves because we do more. And then I think, th- thirdly, there's a lot of pressure, maybe from family or the culture, to just stay busy. Like I know people who aren't even doing anything and they say they're busy. And like, why not just say you're, you're not busy right now? Mm-hmm. Like why not just give yourself permission, you know? And it's interesting, like sort of the trend with young adults and it even creeping over uh, up into adults with everything being online is that we sort of go into this binging, you know? So mm-hmm. we'll binge watch a show for like hours at a time. You know, we'll watch eight episodes and then we'll just like get away doing that. You know, and like that's our sort of getaway and, and whatever. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying we, we kind of ha- – we're almost like manic resters. Nice. You know, we're just like real highs and real lows, and it's like why not consistency I guess is what I'm saying.
1: That is a good point. All right, question number four. Mm-hmm. Is it easy for you to stop doing stuff? You're
0: a pro at this This question thing. You've done this before. <laughs> No, it's you know, there I go through times where I feel like I'm a little out of balance, but I think I've learned the right questions to ask myself to reset, uh, so that, you know, we can get back to more of a of a balanced, healthy life and family and marriage and fatherhood and, and all those things that uh that are more important than than the bus- what busyness brings. So I, I've learned to say no to a lot. Yeah. And and to be okay with saying no.
1: But let's say it's it's five o'clock, you get home and you've been doing, doing, is it easy for you to transition to a time of not doing, doing? It or takes me
0: a while to wind down. I think, yeah. you know, everyone's different. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like to maybe come home sometimes and, and, and work out or just go outside, I mean, and just breathe, you know. But at the same time, try to be present to the, to the people in the present moment, you know, mm. something I had to learn, definitely.
1: Right on. All right, question number five. Who in your life has influenced you the most in kind of prioritizing your schedules and your these kind of things? Have you had mentors, or have you had somebody just kind of inspired you to put the most important things in life first and take care of yourself and that kind of stuff?
0: There's certainly been people I've, I've crossed paths with that you you look at and and you say, man, they're so busy, I don't even want to talk to them about life. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want their perspective. But there have been people's lives I've crossed, I and mean, be like, man, they really have great balance. Like they always have a, a date with their wife or they're, they're, they have, they're present to their kids. And certainly I know that they, they work hard and they travel and they do these things. But they just seem to be, their pace internally just seems to be on a certain rhythm. And, I, and, I, and I'm attracted to that. So I've definitely engaged in conversations with people that I respect over the course of time that have given me certain like nuggets of information that I've applied and that have worked. And it's been huge. Huge
1: in my life. Awesome. Well, last question. Yep. Lent's coming up. It is. So top do and don't if we want to work on all this stuff during Lent. If we're going to take those 40 days and work on everything that we've talked about. Top do and don't.
0: I think the top do is to be intentional with Lent coming up. Like, really think about it ahead of time. And we talked about that in the first segment. But honestly, like, think now. And begin to maybe journal or write down and and, and think internally, like, what is it that God wants to do in my life? What is it that I really need in my life right now? And if you begin to slow down and ask that question, um... I really think you'll get clarity and then be intentional about it. And I think the top don't is don't do too much. Like, simplify it. Like, what if you focused on one thing for Lent? Like, a lot of times only we're like, we want to do all these things because, like you said earlier, we want to be like the superhero for Lent. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, what if we just narrowed it down, slimmed it down, and just focused on, on one simple thing or, or thing that we, we want God to just transform in, in our life? Sounds good to me, man. So do that, and don't do that.
1: I love today's show.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. Anyway, thanks so much, man, and I'm excited, bro. Uh, lots of great things coming up.
1: Can I say something? Yeah, you got a book coming out.
0: I do. I do. Oh and my I, goodness! I actually have a release date. I found out. From what is it? Ave Maria Press publishing uh, April 27th. Now That's I think soon. it'll be online before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they release everything, uh, but but yeah, the hard. Hard release will be then. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Are you going to sign my copy? I'll give you one, man.
0: (gasps) I'll give you one. Yeah, we'll take a selfie together (laughs) with the book. (laughs) Anyway. uh, That's awesome, man. The book's called Rethink Happiness. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk more about it, but it's great. So anyway, thanks so much. Thanks to Annie Hickman. And uh, you can get the show. You can share it on the podcast, on iTunes, or Google Play, paulgeorge.la, or wherever you get it and listen to it. And uh, also, we just want to thank the local radio station, KLFT Radio and KDN, Lafayette, Louisiana, for airing the show and just being a part of it and behind uh, the work that you and I are doing. So anyway, God bless you guys.